News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, uh, November the 29th. Uh, a little bit of everything, uh, Monday Night Football, um, ho-hum game in the first half and turned out to be a, a decent game in the second half uh, as the Steelers topped the Colts 24-17. Uh, a lot of um, criticism on Jeff Saturday with his clock management late in the game as the Colts were driving for a tying, uh, tying touchdown, which they didn't secure, and uh, had three timeouts left and let the clock run. The last oh, uh, minute and a half of the game, maybe a little more, but uh, criticism in that regard. Elsewhere, you know, Jeff, this week, uh, first week, we'll see uh, Sunday, uh, Deshaun Watson yeah. will suit it up for the Cleveland Browns and uh, didn't see who they play uh, necessarily this Houston. week. Oh, Remember that's right, we talked his about former that. team, yeah. that's correct, his former team. Uh, and is it in Houston? or That I don't know. I didn't pay it's, attention that, that'll to. That'll be interesting uh, in that regard. Of course, the Thursday night game coming up is Buffalo versus the Patriots. That'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Buffalo, who started out the uh, year just blowing people away, of course, they uh, beat the defending uh, Super Bowl champs, which uh, at the time was kind of surprising how they uh, beat them by three or four touchdowns. And, of course, not surprising anymore since the Rams. Uh, I don't know if the, the Rams won't have a winning record this year uh, post-Super uh, Bowl champs. So, anyway, the Saints licking their wounds from um, last Sunday as they, uh, a lot of mismanagement and just not making plays and uh, – Shut out for the first time in, uh, oh, 21, 22 years, approximately 20 years. And by the same San Francisco team, but the last time it happened in the Dome. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the NCAA, we'll see what the uh, college football playoff uh, rankings come out tonight. And uh, I don't think there'll be some surprises. Uh, I'm sure LSU will drop after their poor performance against uh, A&M. Uh, uh, if they beat Georgia, will they still take a three-loss SEC champion team? I'm not sure. Uh, elsewhere, the Lakers. Uh, a little NBA action last night. Uh, Lakers uh, blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, LeBron was uh, – It's almost impossible. Yeah, it really one is. one quarter of basketball. That's right, in 12 minutes. That is correct. Anyway, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, the Pels win their uh, game against uh, Oklahoma as they come up big in the uh, fourth quarter as uh, Zion Williamson uh, plays in his 100th <laughs> NBA game. And he's been in the league. Third three. season. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, uh, later on, the World Cup, the USA Today, I think it's uh, sometime uh, 1 o'clock. 1 maybe. o'clock. Uh, take on Iran and uh, win a move on. Wales and New England uh, yeah. also at 1. But if the U.S. loses, and the last time they played Iran, they got beat. Uh uh, so we'll they, see. They were supposed to be the patsy of the group, and that's uh, right. They, uh, upset Wales and uh, two nothing, and so uh, yeah, the U.S. with two ties, no victories, and uh, they need a win today. Yeah, and plain to, and simple. What do they call it? The uh, um, uh, the next round is a knockout round, something like that. Round yeah. sixteen. And we'll talk a little high school football too. Uh, big game for Westgate this coming Friday night as they take on the Destraham Wildcats. Uh, I think the number three ranked team, uh, Westgate, comes in as number ten. So uh, we do have confirmation we can broadcast. So oh, good. Uh, we'll look forward to that. Yep, and uh, with that, you know, if uh, 
with the U.S. today, uh, win or go home against Iran, uh, it's a game that's uh, being highlighted. Uh, of course, a lot of soccer fans out there. Uh, and, you know, Jeff, uh, th- there was a report this morning uh, with Iran building the complex for all the games and all in the World Cup. Qatar? Yeah, uh, Qatar, excuse me. And uh, they uh, they talked about the uh, – initially there were approximately 40 people that lost their lives with construction of uh, the games. But now it seems like uh, they uh, were holding back. Uh, right now mm-hmm. there's a little protest. They're talking about over 400 people lost their lives building those uh, facilities for the World Cup games today. So uh, anyway, um, you know, Iran had a little issue with us a little over 42, 43 years ago as they captured the embassy. And held. They're not real happy with us today either. Yeah, true. The true. Uh, removal of a certain logo uh, That's right. on the Iran flag. Flag uh, demanding that the U.S. be removed from the World Cup. Well, yeah. you can remove us yourselves uh, if you <laughs> win right. today. That's right. They can be removed today with that. So, uh, elsewhere um, in sporting news, um, uh, like I said, uh, they'll talk about um, that game last night. The Steelers um, trying. You know, Tomlin has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh since he took over in what two thousand seven. Somewhere in there, 2006. Uh, Pittsburgh has had very few losing records in the last 50 years. I, right. I can't picture a, a two-year stretch where they may have been under 500. Yeah, and uh, it all started with the drafting of Mean Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw back in 69 and 70. And uh, and the Steelers before them were probably uh, the epitome of the worst team in the league, never making the playoffs in all the years they were in the uh, National Football League. Uh, and since then, uh, they just, uh, what can I say, uh, just uh, uh, I know a few Steelers fans here in this town, and uh, uh, they will put up with their towels and everything else. Uh, anyway, um uh, elsewhere, I'm just going through uh, some notes here. Uh, uh, future Hall of Famer uh, Miguel uh, Cabrera announced uh, Monday that his se- uh, 2023 season will be his last, too. The 39-year-old is a 12-time All-Star, two-time MVP, seven-time Silver Slugger. For a Silver Slugger, that means you had the highest batting average at your position in the uh, respective leagues, whether it be the American League or the National League. Uh, a 308 career hitter. He's got 507 home runs, 1,847 RBIs, 3,088 hits, 1,530 runs. In 2012, became the first Triple Crown winner since Carlos Skrimsky did it with the uh, Red Sox back in 67. So uh, with that, he's just one of seven players in Major League history with 500 homers, 3,000 hits, joining Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Rafael Palmero, Albert Pujols, and Alex Rodriguez. So uh, the big picture, Cabrera and Pujols have signed his uh, retirement papers last month, are two of the best hitters of their generation, truly, to come through. Elsewhere, uh, looking at... um, uh, as I mentioned, Zion, uh, in his first, uh, played his 100th game last night with the Pels. It took him three years, though, and, uh, Zion Williamson finally played his 100th NBA game. His 2,524 points are the most by any player through 100 games since Michael Jordan. Didn't know that. Anyway, so, uh, we'll see how that is. And Houston adds an MVP to their lineup. The Astros are signing first baseman Jose Abreu to a three-year, $58.5 million contract. The 2020 MVP, who turns 36 in January, belted 304 
with an 824 ops and last season with the White Sox. So, uh, anyway, and Auburn, a little football news here. Auburn's got a type. Uh, Auburn's hired Hugh Freeze on Monday. The former Arkansas State coach replaces former Arkansas State coach Brian Harrison, who replaced former Arkansas State coach Gus Malison. Uh, so, uh, you think that uh, Auburn uh, looks for Arkansas State coaches? Yeah. Hugh Freeze, where did he run into trouble? And then Liberty gave him uh, another chance. Was it was it at Arkansas? Maybe so. Uh, I just remember uh, Ole Miss. having been an issue. I think yeah. it was Ole Miss. Yeah. One of those schools, you're right. And then Liberty gave him a second chance. And uh, he kind of put Liberty on the map. Oh, no doubt. No you know, doubt. considering uh, Liberty uh, a private institution. Anyway, uh, NCAA men's uh, basketball poll is out uh, in that regard. Uh, uh, Houston, uh, of all people, is number one. They they took in 45 votes. Uh, First time since 1983. And you yeah, five slammer Exactly. Yeah, those guys. And, and three of them, I think, were from Louisiana. <laughs> it's kind of my heyday of college basketball, the early 80s, uh, getting into college in 81, uh, really – Probably the 82 uh, NCAA tournament uh, kind of woke me to the uh, college game versus the pro game. Yeah, and uh, it was a pretty exciting time, college basketball. There was no 24-second clock. There wasn't a three-point shot clock, a shot. Uh, And um, teams like Georgetown and Houston and uh, uh, some other North Carolina, Duke, well, Duke was on the fringe right they, there. They Coach K, just, yeah, yeah, Coach K was just getting Making there. Making a name for themselves. That's right. Um, of course, Houston fly, fly slamma jamma uh, out of uh, uh, the big town, H-Town. Uh, UCLA had kind of wandered off a little bit. Uh, they weren't as strong. Oregon State had some good teams up in that period. I'm trying to think of uh, others. Louisville, uh, you know, they won a national championship, and uh, finally in '86. But the Big East and ACC uh, were so dominant. Notre Dame was a pretty. Uh, That's right. That's right. They were. Uh, yeah. That they were, and uh, Houston second. You ready? Texas uh, at five and zero. Oh. Virginia got two first place votes. Texas got eight. Then Arizona, kind of uh, one of the blue bloods of college basketball. Then Purdue uh, had eight. First place votes. Then comes Baylor, Creighton, UConn, uh, another good uh, team uh, back in the late 90s, early uh, 2000s. Kansas is in there at ninth. Indiana, of course, uh, Bobby Knight uh, in Indiana. They won a couple titles uh, over the period. Uh, elsewhere, Arkansas comes in 11th, tied with Alabama. Tennessee is 13th since uh, Alabama and Arkansas are tied. Uh, up next, uh, Gonzaga, Auburn, Illinois, Duke. North Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan State, that is, UCLA, Maryland, Iowa State, and San Diego State, uh, Ohio State, comes in at 25th. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's Houston's first time atop the ranking since Akeem Olajuwon and Claude Drexler led them there in, uh, in 83 before the famous North Carolina State upset with Jimmy Valvano with the dunk uh, late in the game to win the uh, NCAA championship for North Carolina State, the Wolfpack. Anyway, Arizona, number four, Arizona's uh, up 10, beat two ranked teams at the Maui Invitational, and number five, Purdue, Gonzaga, UConn. uh, And UConn rode through the Phil Knight tournament. Phil Knight, of course, with Nike, 
they uh, rolled up some big uh, scores. Tennessee handed defending champ Kansas his first loss. You know, if you had asked me earlier who won the NCAA championship last year, I couldn't have told you. Uh, not anyway. Uh, anyway, the you know, the SEC's got five teams in the top 25, followed by the Big 12, the ACC, Big uh, Pac-12, Big East, American, Mountain West, and West Coast. So, uh Interesting uh, in that regard. Uh, just looking around to see uh, some other news in the sports world. Of course, Qatar with the uh, World Tournament today. And just amazing. We talked about it and uh, just for a moment, but we'll talk at length a little bit now. Is the Lakers losing a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. And they beat the Lakers on a, uh, the – <laughs> they beat the Lakers on a last-second shot uh, as uh, they knocked down the, the Lakers. The Pacers did. Uh, just amazing, like you said. How do you lose a 17-point lead? They're calling and, for a LeBron James head yeah, Oh yeah, over there. Uh, and uh, what a swift fall from grace. Yeah, and, uh, of course, I'm trying to think. Uh, LeBron's been in the league 20 years, maybe, pushing it. Seems like it. Yeah. Because he came in um, right on it. High, high school, school. yet yeah, 18 years old and uh he's uh <laughs> anyway we'll see how that plays today of course again today uh the world cup biggest game in nearly a decade and uh, needing to win over iran to advance to the world cup usa has won at least one game and advanced out of the group stage in each of its last two appearances in 14 and 2010 can the americans keep the streak alive with a win iran will advance for the first time ever, they're also through with a tie unless Wales beats England and Iran loses the gold different, uh, differential tiebreaker. Um, elsewhere on today, Netherlands and Qatar, Ecuador and Senegal, Wales versus England. That uh, game's going to be on Fox. The American game, uh, let's see if I, I think I looked right over it. Yeah, it's going to be on uh, Fox, the, uh, the Wales-England uh, game on Fox 1. Anyway, um, elsewhere um, in uh, tonight, uh, Syracuse at Illinois in basketball, Baylor at Marquette, Virginia at Michigan. Um, in other action, uh, Kevin Durant just became the second player in Nets history with at least 50 games at 30-plus points. Um, it's um, Anyway, uh, just trying to look for stories and things of what's coming up uh, here in uh, football. Of course, the Saints. Saints uh, journey to Tampa Bay this Sunday. Uh, no, excuse me, Monday. The Saints play Monday night uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, let's see if uh, they can uh, get something going here uh, Monday night. Uh, right now, uh, Tampa Bay's a favorite by three and a half. Uh, the over and under is 39 and a half. Uh, neither team. Uh, New Orleans is four and eight. Tampa five and six. If the Saints would happen to get get beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay would be five and seven. The Saints would be five and eight. They'd be a half a game out of first place, technically, uh, depending on what Atlanta does yeah. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. But uh, it's amazing. Uh, I, I think seven wins. It's, might, it's just might. though, the idea of them winning this game, though, doesn't seem uh, imminent at all. And so you can talk about all those things, but man, you got to you, you got to start putting some wins together if you're thinking about the postseason. Oh, I agree. And uh, but seven or eight wins is going to win this uh, division. Uh, I, I Very just, possible. I just don't think uh, elsewhere. Tom Brady, the the Tampa Bay can't score either. They they're having trouble scoring. Uh, 
Atlanta and uh, Carolina. Uh, Atlanta, to me, is a surprise team of the division this year. Uh, there were talk uh, that they would be uh, in the last half dozen teams in the NFL, and looks like uh, they've come through. That Mariotti has beaten some uh, some quality teams. But and, they're uh, still under five hundred. Oh, sure, they're. You are. know, and and again, who are they beating? You know, um, True. maybe more mediocrity. You know, I know they've got to win against the Bears, maybe a couple of divisional wins, um, but that's not saying much True. Know, to win in this division right that's now. Right. Anyway, the, uh, the Atlanta will take on Pittsburgh, who's got a little momentum going uh, with a win uh, Monday night, but, of course, a six-day uh, uh, break. Uh, they'll uh, be playing on short rest. Uh, they'll be playing Pittsburgh in Atlanta and uh, the infamous, let's see, Carolina uh, looking up to see where they they might uh, the, the Arizona and Carolina are off this weekend, so uh, that's why I can't find them. Uh, in the meantime, so the Saints um, does uh, Dennis Allen? Uh, I don't know what he said in his press conference yesterday. I haven't heard anything to suggest he's ready to give it to Winston. Okay, and that was my uh, question. Um, so uh, Winston's still on the bench. I'm sure you'd love to play. Uh, Saints, will they get any other injured stars back? They still have a few out. But the defense, as we mentioned yesterday, as well as they played yesterday, should have won the game. But uh, without scoring, uh, the old axiom is that if you let the other team score, you can't lose. So uh, the Saints need to find a way to score and score quickly. Um, And, you know, Kamara needs to hold on to the football. I think he leads the league in fumbles. I think he's fumbled four or five times. He's still in the game. Because uh, the Denver guy who had fumbled like four or five times, he was cut. That's right. That's that's, that's correct uh, in that regard. So uh, anyway, uh, with that, uh, we're looking for uh, the uh, college football playoff uh, poll that comes out tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. 
Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, November 29th. Uh, I got a few um, local uh, high school scores. Uh, basketball last night, uh, the Delcom Panthers, uh, the boys took on South Burgard, uh, were beaten 61-45. to uh, Elsewhere uh, on some girls' action, Father Turlings uh, handed Catholic High's girls a pretty uh, decisive de- defeat as they beat the Catholic High girls 50-21. to That's Turlings Catholic girls basketball also in boys action uh lafayette high takes down ascension episcopal 58 38 uh outside right outside the era former uh seven two a uh district opponent a homa christian took down international high school 54 41 other scores i'm trying to find this is girls action vermilion catholic uh beat ascension episcopal's girls 31 to 18 uh, tonight, uh, the Catholic High girls take on Vermilion Catholic. There must be in a tournament somewhere, along with the Delcom girls take on Centerville. Uh, I think, uh, the Catholic High boys played last night and, uh, uh, couldn't find a score in regard to, uh, their game, uh, over last night. And I also think there was a soccer game even, uh, uh, last night for the, I'm not sure if it was the boys or the girls for, uh, Catholic High. So if you, uh, if you can uh, shoot us a score of some of the local high school teams that are in action, whether it be basketball uh, or soccer or anything of that nature, we'd be uh, happy to have the score uh, announced here on Kane Radio by your sports in that regard. So, uh, Got a couple others here right. um, of some area interest. Barb beat LaGrange, 84-70. to 70. It was... Um, you mentioned the Home of Christian score. Yes. Uh, Kaplan beat Hanson. 44-43, Lafayette over Ascension Episcopal, 58-38. And let's see, um, I was going to say West St. Mary, but no, that's West Monroe. And uh, that's all uh, I've got that you didn't have Okay, uh, in uh, the region. Well, we'd like to, uh, you know, announce some scores, uh, keep things local. and uh, uh, we, Those uh, were all men's scores. Yeah, we'd like to uh, let people know uh, how our local high schools did in this area. So if you uh, want to punch us a score... Uh, we'd appreciate it uh, on Kane Radio uh, and Bayou Sports. So, uh, with a little announcement in that regard. So, a uh, couple of ladies' scores here. Uh, Katiana beat Northwest fifty-one to forty-five. And let's see, going to Destrehan, uh, they beat Booker T. Washington sixty-five to thirty-three. Let's see if we've got any more regional ones that you didn't uh, already offer up. All right. uh, I, Vermilion Catholic beat Ascension Episcopal thirty-one. To eighteen again, women's uh, hoops. Anyway, with uh, with regard, also uh, 
just we're bouncing around a little bit, uh, looking for stories uh, in that regard. Uh, I don't know uh, how um, important this is, but I know that I saw where LSU had picked up a couple commitments uh, over the last uh, few weeks. And uh, getting Lost close to that. Tw- yeah, that's what I was getting ready to go to. Uh, uh, an edge recruiter, Joshua Mickens, decommitted Monday from LSU. Two four-star defensive linemen in the 2023 class have now uh, uh, decommitted. And as of last week, Darren Reed flipped to Auburn. Uh, didn't they just hire a coach yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mickens and Reed were part of an impressive recruiting hall over the f- 4th of July weekend this summer when LSU added four highly rated defensive linemen, three-star cornerback Ashton Stamps. Stamps, I think, is from Rummel in New Orleans, a run that changed uh, the perception of LSU's recruiting efforts. So uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, LSU taking on Georgia this weekend in the uh, SEC championship over in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome in Atlanta. Georgia's up to a 17-and-a-half point pick in that game uh, with that. So uh, to let you know, uh, going back to the recruiting, uh, Mickens is a top 150 overall player according to 247 Sports. Composite from Indianapolis took an official visit to Ohio State last week. He was the sixth highest rated player in the Tigers 2023 class per 247 Sports. Tigers still have top 50 four-star Deshaun Womack, a four-star Jackson Howard, and three-star Santamar product Dylan Carpenter. He was a young man, I think, who was committed to UL and switched his commitment after uh, LSU's impressive win over Alabama a few weeks ago. LSU now has 23 players in the class, which is ranked sixth in the country after Mickens backed off his pledge. According to uh, On3 Sports, another recruiting site, there are three weeks until the early signing period, which takes place. So uh, a lot going on there for Coach Kelly as he tries to get his Tigers ready to take on Georgia. Is uh, the timing obvious um, after the loss? Good question. Do, do they decommit? Uh, and, and again, you're, you're de- for the one who's going to Auburn, it's not like they're really stepping up in a, a program there. So well, is it or is it opportunity? Do that, they that's really what I'm think thinking. That it's just a better opportunity to play. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm personally thinking that uh, the, who's ever selling them is telling them that. Oh man, you're not. You're gonna sit on the bench. You're gonna. You need to come to Auburn. That's the only thing uh, relative. Uh, in that regard, and Auburn basically is down right now, even though they gave Alabama a semi-tough game, but they still were beaten with about three touchdowns, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, anyway, LSU, as I mentioned, uh, 17 and a half point dog, 51 and a half is the over and under. You know, I had friends tell me that the reason they look so bad against A&M, they were preparing for, against Georgia all week. You know, as uh, some of them were thinking with the poor showing against A&M uh, last Saturday you, night. You hope that wouldn't be the case, but uh, somewhere maybe that's what they were thinking about. I mean, they had uh, nothing to lose. Uh, they were guaranteed uh, that spot uh, with their second. Well, again, cred. And they lost a lot of credibility, and uh, right. if, if if they beat Georgia and don't make it to the college football playoff, obviously you had something to lose. Uh, that's correct. I think so. Uh, anyway, Georgia comes in uh, that this particular game uh, comes Saturday night at three p. Uh, Saturday afternoon at three p.m. I should say, and usually the SEC game was played on Saturday night. You know, for the years that I can recall, yeah, as long as I've been in New Iberia, it's been an afternoon game. The SEC championship? Yeah. I don't remember that. I can remember the, the they going at it. Uh, uh, 
I want to say they played in the – no, they've never played in the Dome. They've always played in Atlanta in their Dome. But it seemed like the SEC championship, I recall, was always a nighttime game. At one point, it may have been uh, back in the late 90s, uh, maybe or 2001. early 2000s. Yeah, 2001 or 2002 when LSU beat Tennessee that night. That, that was a night game, yes. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Matter of fact, I was in Atlanta uh, at that time <laughs> for that, uh, that game. Didn't go to the game, but I watched it. Uh, anyway, the game uh, – Coming up Saturday night, some of the the, the stat lines, uh, LSU is averaging 32.5 points a game, which is 39th in the country. Georgia at 38-3, 12th. Uh, offense, total yards, LSU's 34th at 433. Georgia at 8th at 489. Uh, passing yards, LSU is 242, which is 55th. Uh, Georgia at 286, which is 18th. Rushing yards, LSU's at 192, which is 36th in the country. Uh, elsewhere, Georgia rushing is 203, which is 23rd in the country. Third down conversions, uh, LSU's at 49, which is 11th in the country. Georgia at 51.4, which is 5th in the country. Fourth down conversion, LSU's at 50%, which is 66th. Georgia, 85%, which is 2nd in the country on fourth down. Time of possession, LSU both control the clock. LSU is at 31 minutes, 25 seconds, which is 39th. Georgia at 33 at 52 seconds, which is ninth in the country. Defensively, uh, LSU is at 21.5, giving up uh, points a game. Uh, Georgia, 11.3, which is number one in the country in scoring defense. Elsewhere, total yards, LSU is at 348, giving up yards. They're 35th. Georgia is at 271, which is fourth in the country. Passing yards, LSU uh, gives up 204 yards a game, which is 34th. Georgia at uh, 191, it's 22nd in the country. Rushing yards, LSU gives up 144 yards a game, which is 59th. Georgia gives up 79.4 yards a game, which is number one in the country uh, against the run. So their defense, uh, we'll see how the Tigers prevail. Uh, 17.5 point picks. Um, you know what, Jeff? Uh, the way Georgia's played in the last uh, two or three games, yeah, they had a little. They had a fight uh, with Georgia Tech uh, last uh, Saturday. Um, they ended up beating Georgia Tech. They scored a couple late touchdowns. To I don't even know if they beat the spread. I think it was somewhere in the 30s. And um, I look for LSU. To, I think they'll stay within that 17 point spread. I, I don't see. Uh, uh, they playing a poor game again. They're, they're going to get out and play hard. I just don't see it. Uh, Georgia's having trouble scoring a little bit lately. And, uh, oh, 31-21 game, something like that wouldn't surprise me, 31-20. Um, I still think uh, Georgia had some problems scoring against Kentucky and, again, uh, against Georgia Tech. And it seemed like even a game, well, the Tennessee game, they played late in the rain, but they beat Tennessee, what, 27-13? Was that somewhere in that final was in that vicinity? as uh, Tennessee uh, lost their first game of the year and uh, and then got uh, blown out by South Carolina, and they kind of blew their chance. I don't see them being in the uh, college football playoff at all. It looks like uh, with Georgia, uh, uh, with Michigan, if TCU beats Kansas State, they're in, and uh, Southern Cal's got to beat uh, Utah, which they lost to early in the year by one point. And I'm not sure where they even play in that game too, Jeff. Uh, where, where's that? Uh, Southern Cal versus Utah, uh, and that's that's going to be and that's a Friday night game. That game's going to be played in Las Vegas. It, that's it. Yeah, Las Vegas. Uh, USC is a three point pick in that game. 
other uh, championship games. Uh, uh, they begin Friday uh, at noon. This Friday at noon. And that's uh, not a championship game. That's that makeup game. Oh, that's right. You're right. You mentioned happened. that yesterday, too, uh, with that. But North Texas, uh, along uh, taking on uh, University of Texas at San Antonio, they're 10-2. and two. North Texas is 7-5. and five. That game's going to be on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, you, uh, they're eight-and-a-half point pick over, the, and that's going to be in the Alamo Dome, that particular game. So that, and that's going to be Friday night at 6.30. Later on that night at 7, you got Utah at USC, as you mentioned, in uh, Las Vegas. And then uh, bright and early the next morning, they begin cranking it up as Toledo takes on Ohio. Toledo 75, Ohio, uh, and that's a MAC, isn't that correct? Correct. Co- conference. Uh, then Kansas State and uh, TCU go at it. That's going to be played. Uh, um, Usually Detroit. Yeah. In Detroit. Are you talking about the MAC games? Don't no, yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about this I'm Kansas sorry. State. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's Kansas State at TCU. St. Louis's dome, maybe? Yeah, they, I remember them playing it, but, you know, it's blank right now. It's going to be on ABC, but they don't have a venue uh, of where they're playing this particular game on the site I'm looking at. Uh, of course, then you have Coastal Carolina and uh, Troy uh, playing at Troy in Veterans Memorial Stadium uh, in that regard. And that game's going to be on ESPN at um, at 2.30. At then, uh, of course, at 3 o'clock, uh, Tulane will be hosting uh, Central Florida uh, in uh, Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. Uh, Tulane, a three-and-a-half point pick. Uh, that's going to be also on ABC at 3 o'clock. Then later on, uh, that, at that same time, LSU is going to kick it off with Georgia. And they don't have, uh, again, uh, it's going to be on CBS, but that game's going to be played in Atlanta and the Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome Stadium. Later on that night, uh, uh, Fresno State will take on Boise State at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. And that's that, that's the field with the blue turf, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's tough to watch, especially when uh, <laughs> when Boise State wears his blue jerseys <laughs> to match, camouflage themselves yeah. into the <laughs> into the, the field. Um, the Kansas State game, uh, TCU in Dallas, well, okay. in Arlington at AT and T Stadium. All right. Anyway, then uh, that night, uh, uh, Saturday night, Clemson in North Carolina, uh, and that's going to be on ABC. Clemson's seven-and-a-half pick over Mac Brown's Tar Heels. And uh, also at uh, seven that night, Purdue in Michigan uh, on Fox. Michigan's a 17-point pick in that game, 51-and-a-half, so over and under. So uh, a lot of football uh, this week. And, of course, the big game in our area is the Westgate Tigers journeying to Destraham, which Kane Radio We'll have here live approximately 6.30 uh, pregame and a 7 o'clock uh, kickoff. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to it. And, you know, again, uh, Westgate uh, defensive effort uh, needs to continue on and, again, uh, slow down the penalties. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, we need to go ahead and take our second break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more 
right after this. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and... Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, uh, uh, November the 29th. Uh, of course, uh, uh, we, we hadn't hit much on uh, the Saints. Of course, they journeyed to Tampa Bay this weekend uh, to take on the Bucks. Saints are 4 and 8. Five and six of the Bucks. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN. It's the Monday night game. Uh, the Bucks are three and a half point pick, uh, and thirty nine and a half is the over and under. And uh, that's pretty low, I think, for a game like that. Of course, the Saints in Tampa Bay the last couple of years have paid uh, pretty much uh, haven't scored a lot. Of course, earlier this year, uh, I think the Saints uh, lost to the Bucks by a score of twenty to ten, when a late pick six kind of. Determine the outcome of that game, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, and uh, right now, uh, the, the the Saints are averaging 21, uh, 20.8 points a game. Tampa Bay is averaging 18.2 points a game with Tom Terrific. And uh, it's hard to believe that's all they're putting up. The, the, the highest margin I can remember them scoring this year, they were beaten in a, maybe a Monday night or a Sunday night game. Uh, against Dallas, I think Dallas beat them like forty-two to thirty-one or somewhere in that that vicinity. Uh, that's probably the most points they've put up all year. 
New Orleans is averaging 363 yards a game, which is 13th in the league, even after a couple poor performance offensively during the year. Tampa Bay at 350 yards a game. Passing yards, the Saints are at 250 a game, which is 10th in the league. Tampa Bay's at 277, which is 5th. Rushing yards, the Saints at 113 yards per game, which is 22nd in the league. Tampa Bay, 73 yards a game, which is last in the National Football League at uh, 73 yards a game. Third down conversions, the Saints a little bit better. They're 39.3, which is 20th. Tampa Bay, 38%, which is 23rd. On fourth down conversions, uh, the Saints are at 37.5, which is 27th. Tampa Bay is at 50%, which is 12th in the league. Uh, elsewhere, time of possession, the Saints are at 28 uh, minutes, 57 seconds, which is 29th in the league, while the uh, Patriots are at 29-10, which is 26. Defensively-wise, uh, the Saints are giving up 23.3 points a game, which is 19th. And this is where Tampa Bay basically has uh, got the, uh, the uh, what, five and six record. They're giving up uh, only 18.5 points a game, which is 7th in the league. Elsewhere, total yards, the Saints give up 326, which is 11th in the league. The defense hadn't been playing bad at all. Of course, the offense puts them in certain predicaments with uh, the Saints, I think, are minus 13 in the turnover uh, part this year. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, gives up 315 yards a game, which is ninth in the league. Saints uh, passing defense is gives up 197 yards a game, which is 7th. Tampa Bay gives up 192, which is 6th. And rushing yards, the Saints give up 129 a game, which is 22nd. Tampa gives up 123, which is 20th. So uh, pretty evenly matched all the way around. Uh, and Tampa, of course, being at home probably with their three-and-a-half-point uh, favoritism uh, because of the home field advantage. But should be a – Or if the odds makers saw the Saints' last game, that could be part of it too. <laughs> yeah, when you score zero, you yeah. usually get beat. So uh, – I think I remember reporting on one day in sports history, uh, uh, one of the only 0-0 games in NFL history was back in the 40s, I do believe. Uh, of course, today with overtime. Of course, if, you, if you're tired going into overtime and you run through the overtime period of 10 Which minutes. Which almost happened uh, in that right. Cleveland-Tampa game. It that's was right. Just a you know, the big run at the end. Uh, it was still a field goal possibility, yeah. but then. Big run got them to what the two or one yard line, and then they punched it in. Just as uh, Fox pulled away from the broadcast, they couldn't have hung for one more play. I, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I get the network obligations, and certainly Saint fans want to see the start of their game. Uh, whoever they were playing uh, was San Francisco wanted to see the start of their game, but I think every one of those fans would have been happy if they were into that game watching it. Would have been fine if we missed a play. You you think that was the uh, that game was, and on. then they went to commercial too. That's right. You know, it wasn't like they switched right to the live coverage of the Saints game, the kickoff. They went to a one or two minute commercial break. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> but you know, with that, uh, what's uh, I just anyway, but. That might have been the, the 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 not necessarily the network. That might have been the local station. No, no, it, no, it was network. Okay, and and the network announced it as oh, they such. Did. I mean, okay. they they talked Didn't about the, the the fact that hey, due to our network obligations, not network uh, contractual obligations with the NFL, we must exit this so you can see the start of your local game. <laughs> and I'm like, you kidding me? 
You're kidding me. Yeah, you're killing me. Yeah. And you knew they'd show the highlight after it was said and done, but, man. Come How on. is it? You're killing me smells. You're no. killing me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, with that, uh, of course, the Saints um, don't know. We'll see what the injury situation uh, Thursday morning will look like uh, as they um, try to get some of their uh, players back. Uh, uh, yeah, I mentioned you said earlier the last four shutout losses came by the 49ers. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll see uh, recapping uh, the horrors uh, for the Saints uh, uh, this past weekend. Saints blew, you know, they blew a lot of opportunities, Jeff, uh, to score the fumble at the one-yard line. The, of course, the call on Olave that uh, he didn't catch the ball when it's if he took three, four, even five steps and hit the ground, the ball came loose. Uh, is it a fumble or is it the, in the ground cause a fumble? Seems to me if he has the ball caught and he makes a football move. That's right. That's, you would think. But there is something about uh, is he bringing it to the ground. And, yeah, well, that would be one thing if you didn't have full control of the ball. But if you are literally like you catch the ball in the air and then you fall and lose it on the ground, that has been known to be a, an incomplete pass for quite some time. I remember the Bear-Lions game the first year. It was opening day. They had just implemented the rule, and Detroit lost because of that rule. Didn't Megatron drop the ball? Yes. Yeah, in the end zone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. I remember that incident anyway. Maybe not the whole game. But the Saints, uh, you know, they, they it's so frustrating. Uh, the games they let get away from them this year. You know, uh, last year it was a field goal kicker that we lost uh, two, possibly three games. Uh, especially the Titan game up there when the Saints had it pretty much won, but uh, uh, a missed field goal late. Uh, and there was a couple other games last year. And just, uh, you know, a lot of people on Dennis Allen right now in that regard. So uh, uh, will he switch quarterbacks? Uh, will Andy, uh, you know, he stayed with Dalton because he felt Dalton was his best option to get the offense going and drive. But uh doesn't look that, like that's uh, taking place right now. In the last two games, uh, the Saints have had trouble putting points on the board. So uh, uh, we'll see what's uh, what's going to happen now, Monday night, folks. The Saints play Monday night. And I think they still have a couple of games that are still undecided. The Atlanta game, they put a date and time on it. But uh, it seemed like the Carolina game. I think yeah. it's the last game of the year. I don't know if they put a date and time on that yet. It's probably a date, but maybe not a time. Okay. All right. and, and there is some flex opportunities in those last few games. Yeah, yeah. with that, yeah. But, but, but if they weren't scheduled for prime time, no one's bumping them up to prime time right now. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I didn't see them playing any more prime time games unless the division gets – they're all jammed up at uh, uh, 7 and 9 going into the last weekend. Uh, and I, uh, the Saints play Carolina – no, the Saints play Carolina. Does Tampa Bay play uh, Atlanta that particular weekend? Interesting. We'll see what uh, what survives uh, through that situation. Anyway, um, you know, high school football, Jeff, uh, Westgate's the only parish team left in the uh, playoffs. We'll have that game Friday night, uh, 6.30 airtime, 7 o'clock uh, kickoff as the Westgate Tigers uh, journey to Destrahan to take on the Wildcats, who have a pretty good football team, too. Uh, we'll see how uh, that comes out. Uh, hopefully the weather will be nice, too, if you know Looking what I mean. Looking good right now. So uh, with that, of course, uh, hold on to your raincoats and uh, umbrellas today. Uh, later on today, we should have some, uh, some, some substantial rain the way they're talking. So, By the way, uh, speaking of our game Friday night, uh, talk briefly with the uh, 
chief uh, at ESPN New Orleans, and they're going to simulcast the game. Oh, good. Yeah, and, you know, for folks who may be arriving late to the game, uh, they're going to carry our pregame beginning at 6.30, 7 o'clock the kick. And like I said, if you're arriving late, uh, tune in to 100.3 FM yep, in that's that right. area. That's right, our sister station. Yeah. Over in uh, La Rose, uh, but um, Destrahan, uh, the people in Destrahan uh, who are not unable to, to attend the game can listen to it and uh, um, see what happens through the course of the game. Anyway, we need to go ahead and take our third break uh, here on our Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, November the 29th. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday morning, uh, November 29th. As uh, we're talking a little high school football, the Westgate Tigers uh, will be simulcast uh, with 100.3. If you're heading down to Destrahan for the game Friday, and who knows with uh, log jams or uh, an accident, uh, you can tune in if you're not there on time for the kickoff at 100.3. KLRZ FM, and uh, the game will be simulcast here on Kane Radio. Of course, on Kane Radio, you can always pick it up uh, on uh, 
on uh, when we stream, uh, Jeff. So the Simple uh, Radio can... or TuneIn app. Uh, I prefer the Simple Radio app. But... Yeah, it's easier. Yeah. Yeah, much easier. I have three ways to get to the station besides the TuneIn and the Kane app along with uh, the Simple Radio. Either one will do uh, in that regard. So uh, Didn't you say you were listening via TuneIn and some national commercials right. just broke in? That's so, right. And I don't think that will happen with Simple Radio. Uh, I think you're right about that. And it was just uh, I hit it and listened to it. But you're right. Uh, strange uh, listening to the game and all of a sudden you, the it was almost like I was thinking you just weren't speaking. And then the national ad comes on, and I'm going, the yeah. radio station never sold this national ad. Anyway, uh, for tune in. Anyway, uh, but Westgate, the Tigers, uh, there are three losses this year. <laughs> the three teams are still playing, too, uh, with regard to LCA, uh, uh, Father Terlings, and also uh, the uh, St. Thomas More teams. Uh, they're all still playing in this. So it just shows you how strong that district was. As, uh, just amazing. Uh, the Tigers of Westgate, uh, last year they lost two games, one to St. Augustine and the other to LCA, which was playing at the time in double-A or uh, I should say select uh, Division uh, Three, and uh, But they didn't win a state championship last year as they were knocked off, uh, I think, by St. Charles and uh, Wayne Stein, uh, uh, St. Charles Catholic, uh, former coach Frankie Monica's nephew who took over that team last year. So in the meantime, uh, other games uh, we're going to try to keep our, an eye on is the Rustin-Zachary game because the winner of the Destrahan-Westgate game will play the winner of that game for the state championship in the Dome uh finals that should be probably uh december the 10th over in the superdome uh in that regard so uh, it should be an interesting contest elsewhere in other non-select uh iowa at north uh desota uh they're gonna face the winner of lutcher in west feliciana lutcher had uh an easy time with our former coach uh brent indes as they beat uh uh coach by the score of uh 45 to 8 wow and uh lutcher must really be strong i know they had a quarterback that uh, they were playing one of our maybe local schools, uh, and they have a quarterback that had run for 27 touchdowns and thrown for 26. Lutcher had beat St. Martinville. That's who it was, one of our local teams. It's raining now. It's really starting to come down. Oh, wow. Anyway, elsewhere in the uh, other Division III non-select, it's uh, Manny at St. James, which defeated uh, Lorville, uh, a couple of weeks ago, St. James uh, took care of uh, of Oils uh, by the score of 48 to 24, and elsewhere uh, on the other side, Union Parish was had some success in the AAA ranks, uh, winning a couple state titles. They take on a meet in another big game elsewhere in uh, Division Four non-select Oak Grove. That's up in the northeast part of the state. They're going to take up Haynesville, which is just about in Arkansas. Uh, Remember doing a game against Lorville up there years ago um, in that regard. Elsewhere, Mangum will take on Homer. That's H-O-M-E-R up in the northwest corner of the state. Uh, in that, uh, Elsewhere in the, in, the, in the select, of course, the big game um, in our area is Karen Crow and the Crow Dome. They're going to take on Brother Martin, the Crusaders, uh, to see who advances to the Dome. Uh, Karen Crow beat uh, Warren Easton, who the uh, Tigers of Westgate beat last year. They beat him 29-26 this year. Elsewhere, uh, in the other side of the bracket, John Curtis Christian takes on Catholic High Baton Rouge. Of course, John Curtis beat Bird 35-14, while uh, Catholic of Baton Rouge beat uh, Carr 
32-24 elsewhere. St. Thomas More takes on an E.D. White team that's really played well in the last few weeks. Uh, they beat John Kennedy uh, 42-20. They take on St. Thomas More. That game will be played in Lafayette. Elsewhere, um, De La Salle, who had a lead on Lafayette Christian, ended up getting crushed 70-49. to They take on for the Turlings, so that's a rematch of an earlier engagement. I think for the Turlings won that game, too, against the LCA. So Turlings is there by uh, putting away uh, Archbishop Shaw of New Orleans, 27-21. So those two teams should be uh, might have two local teams playing for a state championship in uh, in Division Two Select. Elsewhere in Division Three Select, it's uh, University Lab who put away Newman, 49 to 13, takes on Dunham, who beat uh, Calvary Baptist, 50 to 35. And elsewhere, Notre Dame they get by Episcopal only by 47 to nothing. While St. Charles uh, Catholic out of Laplace, they take down Parkview Baptist 40-21. to They take on Notre Dame on one side, University Lab and Dunham on the other. We'll see who comes out on top uh, uh, next week. Elsewhere, uh, Vermillion Catholic striving to win another state championship. They won one in, I think, 2013-14. Uh, they take on St. Martin's, who's got a, a terrific running back uh, there over in Metairie, uh, St. Martin's. St. Martin, uh, uh, Vermilion Catholic will take on the the winner of a Washita Christian out of Monroe against Ascension Catholic. And I think Ascension Catholic is from the Donaldsonville area, somewhere up in there. So uh, high school football. If not Gonzalez. Yeah, somewhere up in that vicinity, uh, Ascension Catholic. And I think uh, Catholic High beat them back in 62 when they made a when they won their first state championship, they beat uh, at the time I think they were Catholic High of uh, Donaldsonville and uh, changed their name later. But in the meantime, high school football on the air. Listen, be sure to listen in to Kane Radio as we'll carry the Westgate Tigers uh, against the Destraham Wildcats, six thirty airtime with a seven o'clock kickoff right here on uh, 107.5 or AM 1240. And as you mentioned, a simple radio app you can listen to uh, in that regard if you uh, get late getting to the game for whatever reason it may be. So uh, pretty much uh, what's happening, Jeff. All right. Uh, today in sports history. Yeah, let's see what we got here in today in sports history. In uh, 1934, Jeff, the Chicago Bears beat Detroit 19-16 in the first NFL game that was broadcast nationally. Is that right? Yeah, it's got to be radio, TV, and come around yeah. to the 40s. Anyway, in 1957, New York Mayor Robert Wagner, uh, not the actor, uh, forms a committee to replace the Dodgers and the Giants. Of course, they both hauled it out to the West Coast in 58 when they began their initial seasons out there. 1960, the 26th Heisman Trophy Award went to Joe Bellino, the Navy running back, who had 18-inch uh, calves. Mm-hmm. I can never remember that. Joe Bellino was about 5'9", about 200 pounds, uh, played for the Naval Academy. The only other Naval Academy Heisman Trophy winner, Yep, Roger Starr back mm-hmm. back in 60, uh, 60, I want to say 63. He won it as a junior. Elsewhere in 62, Major League Baseball decides to revert to one All-Star game per year after four seasons in which uh, two All-Star games were played. Now, the reason they worked two All-Star games, they were trying to help pump up the pension for Major League Baseball in those two All-Star games with the proceeds of the games going to the pension fund for Major League Baseball. 1976, the Yankees signed him. He said, if I go to New York, they're going to name a candy bar after me. Reggie Jackson signs a five-year contract with the Steinbrenners to play for the Yankees. Of course, they won a couple of world championships in that tenure. 
1987, Joe Montana, the 49ers, completes an NFL record 22 consecutive passes. And that record has since been broken. We mentioned that on the show. I think it's 25 now by uh, uh, the quarterback that was at um, – with the Chargers uh, a few years ago, his name escapes me now, but uh, Philip Rivers. Yes, okay. he set the record with 25 consecutive uh, pass completions. Elsewhere on this date, 1987, Saints win, Saints win, Saints win. They, they won their uh, ninth game of the year to assure their first winning season in NFL history back in 1987. I think they Scabier. beat. Yeah, and I think they beat. I, I want to say the power. I mean the Steelers or the Bengals, one or the other. Because I remember it, uh, Sports Illustrated had the cover of the Saints uh, uh, game that uh, when they won their uh, uh, made sure they had their first winning season. Nineteen ninety two, the Great and, and Cup playoffs too. That's Even right, their first playoff. That's right, appearance. and the Vikings beat them. I think yeah. in that first playoff game. Elsewhere in nineteen ninety two, the Great Cup and Toronto, Calgary, Stampeders beat the. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 24-10. MVP of that game, Doug Flutie, completes 33 out of 49 passes for 480 yards and two scores. And again, Doug Flutie has done one thing Tom Brady has never done, and that's win a game in Canada. Not only that, he kicked a drop kick to an extra yeah. point. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that was. But Doug Flutie drop kicked an extra point. Not worth two. It's only worth one point. But he drop kicked an extra point. Anyway, elsewhere in 2008, the 73rd Iron Bowl, Alabama beats Auburn 36 to nothing in Tuscaloosa. Check this. It's Alabama's first win in the series in seven years in 2008. That was Nick Saban's, I think, first or second year uh, with, the, uh, with the Alabama Crimson Tide. In 2016, former NFL player Darren Sharp is sentenced to 20 years in prison for a series of uh, rapes and uh, – you know, he was a star on that Super Bowl team with the Saints, and sorry to see what happened uh, with him in that regard. Just uh, a shame. Anyway, birthdays today. Born in 1922, the five-time, uh, I want to say five-decade player in Major League Baseball, Cuban Hall of Famer and All-Star, Minnie Minoso was born on this day back in uh, 1922. Minnie Minoso, they, didn't they try to get him up at the bat one time? Pitch yes. hitting for a six-decade, exactly. I do believe, and, and the uh, league uh, – Put an X on it. Say, uh, 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 uh. I, honestly, I'm not sure the White Sox really wanted to do it, but there was like a fan push to get it done. But I, I want to say the White Sox even hesitated. Well, if if, uh, if Vic was still around, he'd have he been up at the plate. I he guarantee you that he didn't care what the league would have said. <laughs> he'd have done it anyway. Also born in this date, 1927, sportscaster extraordinaire who passed away just recently, Vince Scully. Sportscaster, the Dodgers, uh, Brooklyn, and L.A. from 1950 to 2016. Uh, Bob Vince Scully, uh, not only baseball, but did a lot of football and other sporting events also. Also, Golf for a while, too. That's right. He sure did. Anyway, born also on this day, Moreno Rivera, the Panamanian Hall of Fame pitcher for the Yankees, uh, series MVP in 99, born in Panama City, Panama. Also born on this date, not having the year uh, that the Broncos thought he'd have, and born on 1988, Russell Wilson, NFL quarterback, Super Bowl champ in 13 uh, with the Seahawks, Pro Bowler, born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Deaths on this date, and a couple of remarkable uh, people here. Uh, one of them was uh, the Cinderella Man was born on this day. James J. Braddock, a boxer and world champion in 35 to 37, dies at 69 years of age uh, on this date uh, 
And uh, James Braddock, if you've seen the movie Cinderella Man, uh, it's worth watching. Anyway, in the year uh, year 2000, dying on this date, uh, they named the uh, kicking award in college after him. Lou Groza passed away on this date in 2000. Of course, he was a, not only a fine kicker for the time back then, a straight-ahead kicker. He was a first-team All-Pro, uh, played with the Browns. He died of a heart attack in this date at 76 years of age. Anyway, quoted today, I, I wanted to go back to James J. Braddock, uh, he had uh, just a successful beat, uh, beat Jethro Bodine's dad for the World Heavyweight Championship back in 35. Uh, I have to believe that when things are bad, I can change him. Gentleman James J. Braddock uh, won the uh, heavyweight boxing title, beating Max Bear Sr. in uh, Madison Square Garden back in 35, I do believe. Uh, and as I mentioned, if you get a chance to see Cinderella Man, good movie. A little over two hours, but well worth watching. All right. Anyway, that's today in sports history, Jeff, November 29th. Very good. Big thanks to our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for State Representative District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center.